It is June 28th, 2017, and you're listening to the Landscape Photography Podcast. Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in this week. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about some of my tips for flying with camera gear. And I also have a couple of announcements. The first announcement is that you should be able to find this podcast in iTunes finally. Took a week and a half, but we should be there. We should be in the in the search there in the store. So do a search for landscape photography podcast and if you like the show please leave us a review also we should be up on stitcher very soon within the week hopefully so if you're listening through the website you should be able to go find this show on one of those podcatchers also the other announcement that i have is that i've set up a facebook group for us all to communicate and connect with each other if you go over to facebook and do a search for landscape photography podcast you should be able to find a link to the facebook group there and that's just a great way to give suggestions for future future guests, future episode topics, and for us all to communicate and share work with each other. That's all the announcements I have for you this week. So let's hop into the episode. Flying with camera gear is always stressful. And the first couple times you fly with camera gear, it is... It's extra stressful because you're not sure what you can bring, what you can't bring. If they're going to give you a hard time about, you know, the size of your bag, what do you do with your tripod? So in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, tips when you're flying with your camera gear. So I have flown with my camera gear a bunch of times. I'm actually getting ready to fly to Iceland in about a week and a half, and I'm going to have to take all of my camera gear with me. The first time you fly with camera gear, it's stressful because you you're, you don't know what you can take and what you can't take. Different bags, different camera bags that I've flown with have been the Low Pro AW500 flip side, which is a really large camera bag. And really, it's a little bit larger than carry-on compatible. But I was able to take that on all of my flights, I, although I had problems. Uh, another bag that I've flown with is the F-Stop Tilopia bag. Uh, fewer problems with that one, but it is a little bit longer than carry-on um, recommended size. Next, I've flown with the Mindshift Rotation 180. Never had a problem with that particular bag. And now I'm flying with the F-Stop Anja bag, which I've also not had any problems with. As you can see, I have a camera bag addiction. Um, I think we all do. So the first step when you're flying with camera gear is to look up the dimensions or to actually measure your camera bag and make sure that it falls within the FAA uh, recommended carry-on size, whatever that is. And a lot of bags, especially when you're shopping for bags, if they are carry-on compatible, they will say, because that's kind of a marketing, a marketing ploy for them is to say, hey, you can take this on an airplane. Um, that's one of the reasons I chose my current bag. That's the F-Stop Anja bag is because it's small enough that it fits comfortably in a carry-on overhead compartment. So check the dimensions, make sure that your bag is not too big. Now, having said that, I've talked to many people that have bags that are larger than they're supposed to take onto an airplane and they've still had not had problems. That's fine as long as you're on those larger jets. The problem comes when you're on those smaller regional jets, the ones where, you know, as you're boarding, they say, well, we're asking everybody to check their carry on luggage. If you have a roller bag, that is the first sign that you're on a small airplane and your bag is going to struggle to fit. So when you hear that, 
always go to the front of the line. Try to be the first in your section or your area of the airplane to board. That way, you know that you're going to get some carry on space because I would not get on the airplane if I had to check my bag because I would get my bag full of tiny little camera pieces because they'll totally destroy your stuff. Another thing that I always stressed out about was, okay, how many batteries can I have and do I need to do anything special with those batteries? So technically, yes, you are supposed to do something special with your batteries. You're supposed to make sure that they cannot rub up against each other and, you know, like blow up (laughs) and any lithium battery has to be in your carry on. That way it goes into the pressurized cabin rather than in your checked luggage where it's not pressurized and apparently lithium batteries can blow up or so I'm told. I should also mention at this point that I am not an FAA agent, so um, I'm going off of personal experience here. But anyways, yeah, lithium batteries have to go with you in your carry on stuff. Camera batteries typically have that little like plastic plate that comes with them when they're new. Ideally, when you fly, you want to have those on your extra batteries. That way they're not just floating around loose in your bag and rubbing up against stuff. If you don't have those, another option is to get like those. I think mind shift makes them where you can put them in like little little battery sized pouches. You can also put them in little plastic cases. Basically what you want is a way for your batteries not to be loose and rubbing up against stuff. Nothing is probably going to happen, but when you're going through security, the last thing you want is somebody to give you a hard time right at the last minute when you're barely going to make your flight. You don't want any extra stress. So uh, putting your extra batteries inside a special case of some kind uh, will avoid that stress. Okay, so we have a bag that is carry-on compatible. It's small enough. It's going to fit. Our batteries are in special cases. Um, Camera gear, you're fine. Security checkpoints are very used to seeing camera bags come through. And a lot of times, if something is camera gear, they actually prefer you to carry it on and to keep it on your person. That way, they're not liable for any damages that happen when it's under the plane because camera gear is expensive and lost luggage would be a very expensive thing for them. For that reason, let's talk about tripods. Now, tripods, according to the FAA, are considered photographic gear, essential photographic gear, which means that you are allowed to bring that on as carry on. Me personally, when I fly with a tripod, I fly with a really large tripod. uh, My current tripod is the Really Right Stuff 34L, which is a very large tripod. It's It's a big man tripod. And I strap that to the side of my bag and I get no problems whatsoever. I do take my ball head off. So I take my ball head off. I strap my tripod to the side of my camera bag and it still fits in overhead compartments. It's still, it's a very tight fit in those small regional planes, but it fits. I've never, I have not had an issue with it yet. I've never had a single security agent look at me weird. Like, what is that strange device strapped to your backpack? Uh, they all kind of know a tripod when they see one. And for that reason, they never have given me a hard time whatsoever. I have seen a lot of people prefer a small travel tripod when they're flying. And the nice part of that is that you don't have to strap it to the outside of your bag. They're so small and cute. They can actually fit on the inside of your camera bag. Uh, That's pretty cool, especially if you don't want to be banging your your tripod around or whatever. But I have never had an issue strapping my tripod to the outside of my bag. I've also seen people put it inside their tripod case and carry that as their second carry on item. 
but I prefer to actually have like a little traveling backpack when I travel with like, you know, my headphones and travel pillow and maybe that one change of clothes that the airline is not going to lose (laughs) or whatever. I like to have that second little laptop bag with me. And for that reason, I don't carry my tripod separate because that tripod would count as my second carry on item. So I always strap it to the outside of my bag. I always, always take my ball head off and put it inside my camera bag, not in my checked luggage, because if they lose my checked luggage and either my tripod is in there or my ball head is in there, I am really out of luck until they find my luggage. And hopefully they do find my luggage. Sometimes they never, they lose it completely. If you're going on a once in a lifetime photo trip, you want to make sure you got your tripod for every day you're there, not for half of your trip. So I always put my ball head inside my camera bag. That way it's nice and safe. A lot of times the ball head is almost as as expensive as your, a lot of times the, the ball head is as expensive or almost as expensive as the legs. So protecting it and putting it in your camera bag is always a good thing. That and it makes your tripod shorter so it's not poking way up above your uh, bag and it fits easier in the overhead compartment. Okay, so what about drones? We have our tripods strapped to the side of our bag. Our bag is carry-on compatible. Got our ball head inside our camera bag. We've got all of our batteries in their little special pouches. Now what do we do with our drone? That's, That's a conundrum right there because if you have a large drone, you can take that as your second carry-on item in theory, because it is, if you have something like the DJI Phantom 4, the case that it comes in is actually just small enough to be considered your second carry-on item, and you can slide it right under the seat in front of you. So that's an option. Me personally, I shoot with the DJI Mavic Pro. It is small enough that I can actually put that inside my camera bag and have it all nice and neat all in my camera bag. And then I can still have my second carry on bag with my laptop and with my headphones and my pillow and my Sour Patch Kids (laughs) or whatever. Then my drone's just right there in my main camera bag. But if you have one of those larger drones, you're going to have to put it inside either a case that is very similar in size and shape as the one that comes with the DJI Mavic or the DJI Phantom or a secondary backpack that is still small enough to slide underneath the seat in front of you. I do know of some people that have actually put it inside a Pelican case and checked it all the way to their destination. But if you're doing that, remember that those lithium batteries need to go with you on your carry on. You can't send those into the cargo hold because they might blow up. And that's really bad for everybody on the plane. If you have things blowing up in the cargo hold again, disclaimer here, I'm not an FAA agent. I'm pretty sure that I'm correct in saying that I could be wrong though. So, so you might double check um, that that is actually the rules. Well, speaking of batteries, especially drone batteries, the rules currently state, and these rules change pretty often. So uh, if you're listening to this in the future, double check the facts. Don't, don't just go off what Nick page says, but the rules say that you can have two extra batteries plus the battery for your device. So that means that you can have one in your in your drone and then two extras, which isn't too bad. You wouldn't really want to fly with a whole lot more than that anyways, just for weight reasons. Just make sure you're bringing your your charger and stuff. So that's what you have to do. Also, you have to put them just like the other batteries. You have to put them in your case in a way that they cannot rub up against each other or other pieces of metal. 
and potentially short each other out and cause fires and explosions and stuff because fires and explosions on airplanes, again, very bad. So what I do is I have a couple little like little uh, sacks that I put each battery in. That way they can't rub up against stuff. And then I put them in a pocket where it's nice and firmly placed. Also, this doesn't really have to do with flying on airplanes as much as it has to do with just any trip in general. Make sure you bring a backup camera body. If you're traveling across the world or just driving across the United States, you don't want to do it with just one camera, especially if the whole purpose of your trip is for photography. Because if you get over there and something happens to your main camera body, which has happened to me, you don't want to be completely out the trip. You don't want to just have to sit back and not take any pictures. Having that backup camera body will ensure that you will go home with photos, even if you completely destroy your main camera. So always, always take a backup camera body. It doesn't have to be the world's best camera body because ideally you're not using it anyways. But as long as you got something that can accept the lenses that you have in your bag, you're going to go home with photos. And for me, that's always the most important thing. So always travel with a backup camera body. Another thing that you want to do before you take off on any large trip is kind of create a packing list because it's really, really easy to forget that one thing that you don't use very often, but you get over there and then you discover you need it. For example, like one of the things that I normally don't have to travel with, especially when I'm doing something closer to home or even like a weekend trip, camera battery chargers. That's not something you get in the habit of traveling with oftentimes. And if you go on a big long trip and you forget your camera battery charger, it's not a good time. So you want to make sure you bring a charger and just creating a little list with a lot of those easy to forget items. You know, uh, Zeiss makes a really great cleaning wipe that you can just pick up on Amazon or Walmart. Dirt cheap, but really awesome at getting uh, smudges and salt water and stuff like that. Any kind of uh, smudge off your front element or your camera in general. Things that you normally wouldn't take on a normal trip. Make a little list with all of that stuff. That way you don't forget those important things. Another thing that I like to travel with, especially on those really expensive, really important trips like going to Iceland, that's not that's not something that you take lightly. That's a big deal. Some people will only get to go once. And when you're going on trips like that, you want to back up your photos as you're there. So I don't really love to edit on my laptop, but I will take my laptop just so I can back up my photos as I'm there take a look at the photos I've taken and stuff. Uh, but mostly just to back up my photos, making sure that I get to, if something bad happens and I lose a card, which sometimes happens, I get to go home with my photos. So taking a laptop so you can back up your photos while you're there. Super, super important. All right, guys, this is a very short episode, but uh, most of the future episodes, I'm going to have people on the show with me. So stay tuned for that. And thank you guys so much for taking the time to come over, find this podcast. If you could find the time to leave a review on iTunes, that would be so helpful. Uh, new podcasts are kind of tough to get off the ground. And with your guys' help, we can turn this into something really cool. So share it on social media, share it with a friend that might be interested in the show. I will be forever grateful. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you in the next episode.